You're listening to the Lux Lounge Podcast. The official podcast of Urban Lux Real Estate. And now, here are your hosts, Joe and Dave. Okay, it is episode three of the Lux Lounge Podcast. Dave uh, Westbrook is here with me. I'm Joe Pascali. Uh, we have senior partners here. Urban Lux Real Estate, uh, just giving a little update on what's happening in the market. Yeah. Can you find a house out there? Because I sure can't. It is slim pickings right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we're actually going to just play around with this first call uh, of uh, this month, and we're going to talk about what it takes to get a house, because that's the, the question everybody has. So the situation, you've got a house. You're going to sell it. You're going to make a lot of money. People are going to offer you double what you paid for it. And you're thinking, this is amazing. However, where am I going to live after? Dave, I know you're in that situation. Yeah, it's been a little tough. We um, wrote an offer about last weekend for $115,000 over ask price. Hard earnest money after the inspection period. Didn't ask, weren't going to ask for any repairs. Still didn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) And we teach our agents here and we practice it ourselves because we're working agents the things you can do today to get a house. And there's a lot of things you can do. You can take the house in as-is condition. Uh, you can waive the appraisal if that works. And sometimes if you're putting at least 20% down, the lender will actually waive it before you even make your offer. They'll usually restrict that to 20% down or more. Um, other things you see in Dave? Uh, we even put together a video of the buyers you know, enjoying riding bikes and their parents live around the corner and really just trying to tug on the heartstrings of that seller. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's most sellers are worried about what they're going to net and you got to be able to come in at that highest price. Yeah. So if you're not a cash buyer out of California, are you going to get a house? Uh, <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're seeing right now, we're driving around with our clients. They walk into home, they love it. And they look at you and go, Hey Joe, can I actually buy this house? And we have to say, Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, and just no guarantee. And I think you know what we're trying to do is set all the expectations for um, for our clients so that they know what they have to do to get the house. I've even heard recently of some people releasing their earnest money as soon as the offer was accepted. Yeah, and uh, that's a little scary. So what we're going to talk about a little bit is the skill level in there. Brought another agent with us, John Gonzalez. We're going to touch base with him in a minute. Um, but learning the skills that you need to succeed in this market um, to help your client or protect your fiduciary it's actually easier when the market is slower and you're getting one offer. But if you're out there and you're getting 10, 20 offers on a home, the public thinks that's an easier job for us, actually makes it more difficult sorting through the verbiage and and nuances of each offer. So being a listing agent right now, you really need to make sure that you have an agent that knows what he's doing or he could accept the wrong verbiage on these contracts because they're not standard, because no one's just using the standard verbiage, they're adding stuff in to make it more appealing or not, um, you can really get your client harmed. And then if you're a buyer's agent and you think you can just write a standard offer at full price uh, and ask for concessions maybe or a crazy timeline and never talk to that other agent and never try to pre-negotiate that deal and just send off that email and think your deal will get accepted, it won't. So if you're out there, you know what are you looking for in your realtor? Dave, you wanna chime in a little bit before we hand it to John? Yeah, I think um, you know having having the knowledge of the contract, um, you really can't have too much. And there there are certain things in the way that things can be written that you know 
like you were saying, can really harm harm the buyer or the seller depending on who you're representing. So um, one thing we're focused on is being really creative and and how we're going to represent our buyer, but then also making sure our sellers don't get stuck with an offer that that's not going to work for them. So uh, let's welcome in John Gonzalez. John, what are you seeing out there? Uh, pretty much what you're seeing. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not really uh, very funny, but uh, because we have a lot of people that are you know, moving, wanting to move to Arizona. Uh, you know, our office is downtown in Old Town Scottsdale, and we're seeing a lot of people that are looking around and saying, I want to move to Arizona, but that's the big question is how are you going to find it? And then, you know, I talked to a lot of friends and family, and they maybe would like a little larger house or maybe downsize, and it's just, you know, trying to figure out the best way to navigate through that. And, um, yeah, like you were referring to just a minute ago, you need an agent that's going to come up with a plan to make that happen uh, because it is not um, for the faint of heart and it's not for somebody that's doing this part-time or you, know, you may be your brother-in-law or your sister-in-law that maybe has done two houses. It's not the time to, to basically deal with an agent like that. You need somebody that, that can navigate this, these, these treacherous waters as they are right now. So. Yeah, and it's been tough because normally what we'll see is we're going to have sellers actually selling yep. and then going to buy something. So it's going to create more inventory. Right now, there's so many people coming out from out of state, you know, New York, Chicago, California. There's just taking up all the inventory that we've got and nobody's selling. So what are you telling your clients um, that are thinking about selling? So what I'm telling them is that, uh, you know, we have to come up with a plan. We have, uh, you know, maybe even start pre-looking at a house, at houses in an area to come up with areas that you would be willing to say yes to. Um, because we know that that once we put their house on the market, um, provided that we've done the due diligence to make sure that it will close on time, uh, that, that, uh, that it'll sell. And then, you know, maybe talk to a lender, come up with a way to possibly, if they qualify for both houses, which will allow to strengthen their offer when they make the offer on the house that they want to move into. Um, you know, this is really, um, more and more a business conversation. Um, you know, when, when the market's really hot, it may be more of a relational conversation. So this is a, that's what's really changed, I think, in our market is that this is a this is this is a business in a sense that uh, to make it happen. Um, so, kind of a change in the market that way. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's like you said, not for the faint of heart. And um, I think we're going to see a lot of real, realtors get out of the business this year. Uh, I think we're already starting to see that. So, um, you know, one of the areas that I I focused in, I live I live in eight five two five four, kind of one of the hotter uh, zip codes in in Scottsdale and Phoenix. Um, actually the Phoenix, but a Scottsdale address. Um, and I live on horse property and those, those are going quick. Um, and then the half, the half acres up there are too, uh, you know, there, there's even people talking about how that area is almost turning to, to the new Arcadia area where people are coming in and just either leveling the property, um, uh, which will allow them to sell, or, um, maybe that's another way to help somebody find a home is to find that property that needs work. Um, because not everybody wants to to do that work, but that might be the the actual opportunity to to find to make a deal uh, in this market that I can see. Yeah, absolutely. I know I've got you know a lot of investors that that I work with, and what we've been trying to offer every listing that we get is maybe these guys will buy it and and lease it back to you. You know, they're happy to pay full market value, um, and then it gives a it gives those sellers a nice opportunity to take their time to go find something else. 
Yeah, and that and that's and, and and that investor that 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 person maybe from up in Canada or that person from that has two or three homes or looking to to to, to kind of uh, add to their portfolio because we both we all know that rents are up and 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 there's some definite uh, you know thought that the rents are going to continue to go up and up and up. So that that person that's looking to buy property is probably going to do well. Um, and that'll give the opportunity to somebody that's selling their house to have a little more time to find that house if they can find an investor that wants to buy their property. Um, and that's one of the things that I think it's nice about Urban Lux is, you know, we have a group of uh, 50 agents plus that uh, we might be able to leverage that and find somebody, you know, if you list the property, to find that investor that'll give you some flexibility to, to, of time to find the house that you really want in this, in this crazy market. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, so the way we were like we would structure that is going to be, you know, we'd have that investor come in, they would close on the house, and the sellers just get to lease it back. Um, or, you know, even if we're representing people on the sell side, if we can get those buyers to let them lease it back for a certain amount of time, just because you know uh, Joe was dealing with this um, a couple weeks ago, but he's got some sellers that don't have anywhere to go, and they're closing in a couple weeks. Uh, Joe, did you ever find anything for them? Um, we actually have struck out like six times. <laughs> um, the fact that you have a contingency of selling your home still uh, will really kind of hinder your offer. So what we've actually done is we've do- uh, took a loan from their 401k to make them a cash buyer. And they'll pay that 401k back after they sell their home. So it makes them a more competitive buyer. Again, like John said, having that plan in place to make you look better prior to writing that offer. And again, that goes along with having a a good lender do a prequal, a full prequalification accepted buyer. All they need to do is kind of plug in the house. A lot of work we can do before we get in the car. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, Joe, you hit something, I think, on the nail on the head that I said earlier. This is more of a business transaction and and even your lender needs to be more of a business lender someone that understands the market someone understands financials not just not just you know not everybody can do that i think that's a pretty special you know expertise as well so yeah absolutely um well john thanks so much for uh for joining us today and appreciate your insight and good luck to you and and all your clients out there and and winning the house thanks so much have a good day okay i'd like to talk about some stories so being in the business as long as I have, you come up with just some crazy stories um, from, you know, walking in on a seller that the agent didn't tell him that there was going to be a showing today and that that uh, seller may still be in the shower when you walk in to show that property. Uh, dogs that bite you in the backyards. People think we have a glory, uh, glamorous type of job, but <clears throat> lots of times it's kind of treacherous. So you don't know if somebody's like squatting in the house or uh, divorce gone bad. Uh, but Dave, have you ever seen anything crazy lately? Uh, lately, we've definitely had some where the sellers were not aware that we were coming. <laughs> um, and then they rushed to uh, uh, put out their uh, marijuana and, <laughs> and promptly left the house. Um, so that was kind of an interesting interesting one for my clients to walk through. Um, but, you know, outside, we haven't seen anyone, I haven't seen anyone squatting. I know, I remember a story of yours from a while back from the house in PV that had that family there for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. They acted like they owned the house. And when the house was getting shown, they were showing people around and they actually were just squatters. Uh, and uh, when the homeowner came in um, and found this people living in their house for three days because it was his second home, uh, it was kind of funny. 
I got a phone call on that one, uh, but uh, it, it happens. Uh, you need to make sure that your agent is secure in the house and, and realtors make mistakes. I mean, lots of times doors get left open, dogs get let go. I've chased a lot of dogs, you know, people forgot to lock up their dog and you go to open the door and that dog run down the street and we become a dog catcher instead of a realtor for a while. That's a pretty funny one. Um, the Right now, what you'll see is if you pull up to a house, especially the first couple of days on the market, because it's probably going to sell in those first couple of days, there might be a, a carnival going on outside, maybe 40, 50 people waiting to get in that house and fighting to get in the house. And then you'll see realtors hiding the key so the next person can't get in or all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I was at a house that just came on the market with some clients and they... Must have had a, they had a line around the corner just to get into this open house, and you had to walk through in one specific way, and then out the other, out the back gate, um, so that nobody was crossing paths, and they were just getting everybody through the house. Oh, it yeah. was crazy. And you know, and on the realtor side, so the realtors out there, uh, there's commission pressure. There's uh, people not wanting to offer the right commission, so we actually people look at us and go. Joe, you guys are killing it right now. I'm like, well, actually, it's a little tough to find a house to to sell to somebody. And the commission isn't where it was before. So we have to kind of work the way to negotiate our commission again because uh, we got to feed our kids. Uh, but love the job. I wake up every day thinking this is the best thing I ever did. I've uh, been in it for 23 years. Dave, I know you came out of, uh, but you were a kid when you started. I was 29. Yeah. 29 years old. And uh, now every day I just say whoever wanted to be a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> he actually says we should open a dry cleaner, but they're going out of business faster than realtors are. Um, so what's the lie at the end of the tunnel? What are you thinking? Um, I think, you know, if we get to the point where forbearance is is over and we can, you know, see some of this inventory come back up, um, I, no one's going to be underwater in their house. I think everyone's got enough equity um, that they'll be able to just pay off their forbearance loan um, with their lender. Um, but they're going to have to sell their house in order to, to make that happen. Um, I think a lot of agents are going to end up getting out of the business this year because it's going to be just too tough. You know, the people that didn't budget really well or, um, you know, aren't running it like a business, it's going gonna, it's gonna to open up some different opportunities for people. What yeah. about you? Um, well, you know, on the flip side of that too, we're seeing our wealthier clients got wealthier this year. You know, stock market did great for them. They're, they came in with more money. We're seeing more million dollar plus buyers than ever before. It's very normal for someone to walk in our doors and say, yeah, I got about a million two or a million five to spend. Um, and then they're kind of surprised they don't get as much for that. They think they could come to Arizona from Chicago or New York or whatnot and buy up half the town for a million bucks. And that's not the case anymore. No, it's definitely not. And even if, you know, when we were looking at some of the stats for MLS uh, last week, we had 1,900 homes under a million dollars in Maricopa County. And then if we were looking from even like two to five million was only 353. So that's still not a lot of houses and the luxury ones are getting, you know, snapped up very quick as well. Yeah, especially if they're brand new builds. So we haven't talked too much about new builds because in Old Town Scottsdale here, we don't have a lot, but we do have PV. Uh, Paris Valley for people unfamiliar, there's some building going on there. Pulte's building some new stuff in close in Scottsdale, North Scottsdale. We still have the Camelot homes, the Toll Brothers, uh, building in, in smaller parcels, not as big of uh, pieces as they were. You know, but in the back and uh, when there's more available, you'd see 800 homes coming out of the ground with the builder. Maybe they're only building 40 homes this time. Um, you know, DR Horton's putting up a big subdivision at Bell and Tatum, a uh, high starting price. So what we're seeing with new builds right now is you might have to get into a lottery for them to talk to you to get a, a, a place in line there. So they have a lottery to become one of their buyers. And then you may have to go to auction to bid on the lot that you want. That sounds crazy. <laughs> and that, uh, that one at uh, Tatum and Bell, that's going to be a big subdivision, you know, and 
I bet you, I bet you they're going to sell out as fast as they'll put them up. Oh yeah, and I think they're starting in the mid five six hundreds uh, for their smaller homes. And Dr. Horton is one of our more affordable builders, good solid builder, no frills. Um, you kind of got to take what they give you, but um, they're really looking for people to upgrade those homes a lot, from what I heard. And that those price lists are the range just came out, I think, about a week ago. And that'll go good. The, the Pulte subdivisions over on Cactus near the 101, that's going to be probably, I have to imagine they're going to start about a million five. That seems about right. Yeah. When we were talking to that agent the other day, and um, they were able to come across some land at a, at a decent price, and they're going to build 20 homes. Yeah. Do you want to be a builder right now? Or do you want to finance a builder right now? Boy, if you can find lots, you're going to sell them right away. 100%. Yeah. We've got some stuff coming out of the ground. Um in Paradise Valley. And a lot of that, just so people know, is you got to have to know the right guy to get your permit through if you're going to be on a hillside. So Paradise Valley is a lot of hillside homes. People know about Money Mountain, Camelback Mountain. If you want to build up there, you, you kind of have to have that right builder that has those ends because there might be two or three uh, kind of associations that you have to run through to get that building permit. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, Paradise Valley is only meeting every once in a while. So sometimes the stuff can take a lot longer. Um, I know some uh, clients that I had that were going through city of Phoenix last year with COVID. It took them, I mean, it was like 90 days just to get their permits through. Yeah. Um, we're having one right now where pool permit difficult getting that one done. Uh, so what we wanted to kind of, you know, exemplify here is that it's funny that everybody's worried about the slowdown, but actually here we're worried that it's going too fast. Let's talk about traffic in front of the office. Now, so we face the Chauncey Horses at Marshall and Fifth Avenue in Old Town Scottsdale. Did you look around this weekend and see how many people were in the street? It was packed this weekend in Old Town. Every restaurant was full. Uh, people were out walking around. Um, I know David that was sitting floor time at the office said he had three people walking the doors talking about wanting to buy real estate. Yeah, it's, it's just been phenomenal again. Um, we haven't seen this, obviously, since pre-COVID, but it looks like Scottsdale is wide open. So if you're listening from somewhere else and you want to take a trip here, uh, don't book it for a day. Book it for a week because everything's open. It's like Disneyland. It's going to take more than one day. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just telling everybody to be patient. Not that, you know, there's not necessarily a reason to fear the market. You just got to understand and know, know how to navigate it. And then just be patient if you're a buyer because the right house will come up for you. Um, and it will work out for you if you're working with the right agent. Yeah. And working with the right agent means maybe a team. So here at Urban Lux, we kind of like to work like a family or a large team. Uh, even though they're independent agents, uh, we all lean on each other. Uh, when we have a listing, it kind of, you know, we all know about it beforehand. John was talking about that a little bit. Um, our resources to reach out and find things that aren't on the market uh, and then representing you correctly is imperative because if you're just like John said, using your niece or your, your grandma or something like that or your aunt, um, and they're not in tune or working full-time, really good chance you'll never find a house. That's right. So I think we're doing better now as a skill level is required to be a little higher. Absolutely. It's always nice to see when that happens. Yeah. We're doing great here at Urban Lux. We're really happy for our agents, really proud of them and what they brought to the market. Uh, raising the bar uh, in our industry is one of our goals here. And I think the education and skill level of our agents has really helped push that. Absolutely. Well, let's keep on, uh, keep them going. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's welcome in Urban Lux agent, uh, Errol Turner, who's, uh, joined us, kind of talk about what he's seeing in the market right now. Hello. Hello. Errol, what's, what's been going on out there for you? Well, it's pretty crazy. Needless to say, um, you know, I've only been doing this for about a year now and 
obviously the pandemic started right after I kind of got the ball rolling and um, I've just never seen inventory so low. It's just kind of unbelievable. Like things are flying off the market day of. Or even, or even before, I think you were doing a search this morning and you said there was one house in the yeah. area that you were looking. There was one house, yeah, which like last month, in that same search criteria, there was like 14, 15 houses and now there's one. It's it's just unbelievable. Yeah, what um, what are you finding the biggest uh, challenges are? Um, I think it's just getting your clients to pull the trigger and, and realizing that there's really no time to waste on properties. If they're something that they find interesting, they, they don't really have time to drag their feet because there's going to be multiple offers on it before it even probably hits active on the market. Yeah. One thing I know was Joe's favorite thing to say is if you're going to sleep on it, someone else is going to be sleeping in it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what about, um, on like working with your sellers right now, what are you, what are you kind of coaching them into doing? Well, just kind of, um, just letting them know that to not get too excited about offers to kind of let it soak in a little bit. And cause you're just going to, you're going to get multiple offers and for tennis to not jump on something right away. Um, because there could be something that's better right around the corner. Yeah. And, and one thing that we were kind of talking about earlier is that, you know, on on the listing side, you've really got to vet those buyers, buyers agents, and the lenders. There's a lot of deals falling apart. I think they said it was like forty percent of the contracts that are submitted were falling apart. Are you seeing that as well? Yeah, definitely. You're you're seeing a lot of people kind of getting ahead of themselves, not really understanding what they can be qualified for, what they actually can afford, um, especially with interest rates being as low as they are right now. It's kind of unbelievable. What some people are actually getting into more house than they were last year at this point. So I think it's been a bit of a challenge um, in that regard. But as long as you're working with a good lender, they can kind of vet all that out for you. So you don't have to worry about it as much. Absolutely. So if, if I want to buy a house right now, what what's your advice for me? Here's a list of three lenders. Call them and they'll walk you through everything else. And then I'll find you the house. Yeah. Um, and then if I want to sell a house, what are you telling, telling those guys? Um, basically, uh, you know, Finding a new home is going to be a little complicated right now. It's going to be a little bit more difficult than it has been in the past. So how do you feel about renting? Are you willing to to, to rent for a year until maybe their inventory kind of picks up a little bit? Or are you willing to uh, maybe pay rent back, rent back your own home for a month or two in the hopes that we can find you the right property, the right house? Yeah, no, that's all good stuff. That's kind of what we were mentioned with John earlier and just, you know, having that game plan, setting everybody's expectations is just imperative right now. Um, but it's what will set you apart, you know, from that being a true professional. For sure. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Errol, and uh, good luck out there. Thanks so much for having me, guys. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Lux Lounge podcast the official podcast of Urban Lux Real Estate, located in Old Town Scottsdale, Arizona. If you'd like to support the show, please give us a five-star review on your podcast player of choice, follow the show on Instagram, or subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you have questions for Joe and Dave, feel free to write in to luxloungepod at gmail.com. We may talk about your question on the show, if you would like to learn more about Urban Lux Real Estate, please visit our website, urbanluxre.com, for more information.
This podcast was produced by T-Door Productions. Intro music by Doug Maxwell. Outro music by Track Tribe.